I very I know very little about what women's sexual fantasies are. That's I mean, this clear. Is what I'm, no, that's clear. Well, <laughs> obviously, yeah, <laughs> obviously. Oh yeah, sex and chocolate. Hi, and welcome to Gen Extemporaneous. In a recent episode about life lessons in the movies, we were talking about when Harry met Sally and one of the scenes in which Sally talks about her sexual fantasy. Harry was quite surprised about how it played out for her, and it led me to ask the question, how different are women's fantasies compared to men's? As it turns out, the answer is very... In this episode, the first of a two-parter, we are diving down a rabbit hole to explore how some researchers have mapped out the sexual centers of our brains, how men and women may be hardwired to respond to different sexual cues, and the things that turn us on. If you are shy about sex, this may not be the episode for you, because we're getting naughty. And sorry, not sorry, because we're Gen X. We got our sensitivity chips late in life, and we're still learning how to use them. Hi, Mark Snedeker. Hello, Christina LaRusso. So the Harry Met Sally, when Harry Met Sally episode, we got to talking about different life lessons. And one of our, one of the life lessons that we looked into was that, I guess, like men and women have different kinds of fantasies. I forget, I forget now how that conversation kind of went, but I know. But we did, we established that she has a really, to Harry, dumb, boring sex fantasy, right? Right. But it highlighted what I think where I came down on it is that it really highlights the Sally character. Yeah. You know, so he's sort of making it out to seem like she's repressed right. and, and all of the rest. Well, then I started thinking about it and I'm like, does that really say that she's repressed? The way that they frame that, yes, it looks like she doesn't have a very imaginative sex fantasy life, but... And maybe that is what some people's fantasies, all they are. But most women, I would imagine, and according to all the research I've been doing, could go a little farther than that. But it's along those lines. After our conversation about Sally's fantasy, it made me start to wonder what... Like, where was she coming from? So yeah. if she's a if she's a caricature, then where does it what what happens in real life? Yeah. Well, what I found out is while I thought it would be all kind of sexy stuff and yeah. sociological, but like sexy sociological, it's really rooted <laughs> in science. There's yeah, a lot of, of science. So this is not a war on science episode. This is a let's listen let's to what embrace the science. science. Let, what does the science say? Hey, what's up, sexy scientists? <laughs> I looked at two books and multiple, multiple articles. The main two sources is one book from 2011 called A Billion Wicked Thoughts, What the World's Largest Experiment Reveals About Human Desire by Ogie Ogas. That is not a real name. O-G-I-O-G-A-S. O-G-I? O-G-I. Ogie Ogas. Ogie Ogas. I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce that. And Cy Gautam. I feel like both these people are hiding behind pseudonyms. <laughs> like that's their name, but it's an anagram. And then the other source is by Justin Lamler, and it is called Tell Me What You Want, The Science of Sexual Desire and How It Can Help You Improve Your Sex Life. Okay, so in the case of A Billion Wicked Thoughts, just to give you kind of billions an idea. Billions and billions of wicked thoughts. What they did is they collected 400 million different searches from dogpile search engine. So it's okay. a, an aggregate, yeah. you know, so they, the dogpile would find everything from like Google. Right, right, right. And, okay. Ask Jeeves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alta Vista. <laughs> yeah. So what they did is they, they scraped the data and then they found that 55 million, th- roughly 13% of those people 
or those searches were searches for erotic content. And those, well, fuck yeah, and that's those, the whole point of the internet. And those 55 million searches reflected the desires of about two million people, two thirds of whom were from the United States. So largely a Western, yep, and and then Western European, and but yeah. then some Eastern. So they, I mean, that just sounds like one evening alone. <laughs> oh, <to> Mark. <laughs> well, I mean, you got to do a lot of searches to find something decent. Well, you know, <laughs> that's yeah, what, honestly, even then you're like, how long does it take you to, you know, kind of take care of business? I'm like, like an hour and a half because I'm for an hour and 20 minutes. I'm just trying to find a decent clip. TMI, your brother and sister. Well, listen to this. Tune, on, tune out. <laughs> All right. So these searches are categorized by interest. So for example, butts. Yeah, butts. But butts did not. <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> did not differentiate between male and female searchers. So okay. it could be women searching for butts or men searching for butts. But feel butts like, was a category. I feel like. That's like 75% dudes searching for butts. Maybe. I could be wrong. I mean, who know? I, I don't pretend to really understand the depths of women's souls. So, I mean, it's possible they're searching for butts. It just makes less sense to me. The thesis generally is that yeah. men like porn, like, like visual stuff, and women like romance novels. Okay. Okay. In A Billion Wicked Desires, the authors who are computational neuroscientists they approach the mind as if it is software. Not a perfect analogy, I don't think. I just think that computers are so much simpler than the human mind. They're so much more linear than the human mind, less adaptable, mm -hmm. inorganic, obviously. I, I don't think that it doesn't mean that that metaphor is useless. If you think of it in that way, it can be helpful. You just have to be careful not to extend that metaphor Where farther it can't than it. Go. Yeah, yeah, farther than it really deserves. Right. They uncover in their study what they claim are a finite set of sexual cues. Wow. They're analogous in their mind so that you when your brain is is hardwired internally to Pick up on certain sexual cues. Yes, hardwired. <laughs> and those are analogous to the five different taste cues our tongues can discern. So they're talking about them as like things that happen okay. that I, cause your brain to go, ooh, ooh. Can, I can they tell right me now. what they are? That we will get there. We All will right. get there, okay? And like then... Bitter doesn't turn me off. No, it's not bitter. But <laughs> umami is not... Well, umami's pretty sexy. I can, I can get behind that. It's... Different for men and women in their okay, mind, okay? Now, that's where you're getting to when you say that their approach is very linear and it is very black and white. It doesn't yeah. allow for some of the nuance that you get right. from the other book. Tell Me What You Want by Justin Lamiller was written um, based on the results of a survey that he conducted in which he asked more than 4,000 Americans over 350 questions about their sexual fantasies. He also obtained information about sexual histories from these people, their psychological profiles, and then has an, uh, you know, a demographic breakdown. breakdown. His study reveals what real people say their fantasies are, but also about how their personalities dictate <laughs> where their minds go. You said dick. <laughs> Stop it, Mark. <laughs> I'm going to be extremely immature for this entire episode. It gets shaping up that way. Okay. So he finds out that Americans fantasize about sex a lot. And he says the things that people fantasize that to people you would say that, well, that's not normal. Right. A lot of people fantasize about those things. So it is normal. It's just we pretend that it's not. Well, you the more, well, often, isn't that the case, though? Often so, so, society's mores. Sure. 
restrict what you would normally want. I, I mean, we normally might be, I'm, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. So, somebody, a person might get angry. And if there were no like, laws oh, against I like hurting people, yeah. they might hurt, you know, if there yeah. were no yeah. punitive measures that were. Now, of course, I'm a serious ethical philosopher. So I know that my morals are not if impacted by other people in any way. I'm just a pure moral being, and regardless of whether it's legal or not legal, I just do the right thing. Come on. Yeah, I know. I just made that up. Um, have you ever seen, by the way, those memes where it'll show you like a map of the United States and the purported top porn search in each state? Yes, I have. <laughs> Florida is usually something like, you know, alligator fucking or something like that. No, it but is there's, not. But like the South has a, like a lot of like mother-in-law, mommy type stuff going yeah. on. You know what I mean? And yeah. like Alaska always has something weird, like, uh, you know, whatever, fire, <laughs> whatever it is. <laughs> Who knows? But, um, and I don't think those are very accurate, but it would be interesting if we actually did have. That kind of data. Well, you can data. do that. So, for instance, look at Pornhub, which is the leading by far free online porn site. This poll was done by Pornhub.com. So, you know, they trace your IP address and figure out where people search and what their favorite search terms are. So let's go over a couple. So in California, they like Asian. But... In Iowa, they like college girls. Texas likes teens. Don't mess with Texas. Um, Florida, cream pie. Georgia, no surprise, ebony. Uh, that makes sense to me. Maryland, no surprise, also ebony. In New Jersey, MILFs seem to be the name of the game. So let's talk first about our brains on sex. That's our best erogenous zone, says people who have never had sex ever. Well, I, it is kind of. It is. You know, I mean, it has to go the, through your brain. Yeah, it's the uh, computer chip that's powering the engine, right? So. Right. So let me just put it this way. From their article, The Neurophysiology of Sexual Arousal, the authors noted that sexual arousal is dependent on neural, sensory, and cognitive factors, hormonal factors, genetic factors, and in the human case, the complex influences of culture, and context. That's hot. Sexual arousal <laughs> activates the cognitive and physiological processes that can eventually lead to sexual behavior. I'm super fine if it only influences the lab. What they say, and I think that this is accurate, is that there are a lot of reasons that stuff happens. Wow, that's really <laughs> profound. Did they get their PhD based on that thesis? <laughs> no, there, there's just a lot of things that go into causing sexual arousal. It's right. not it's just not you see something sexy and you, right. you go, oh, I'm, I'm Although, turned on. Although, that helps. <laughs> <laughs> so all of these things dictate how our body responds, but it starts really in the brain. Right. The lizard brain. So Whatever. I would say that what you could do with these two sources is layer them. Merge them. Yes. Like you're like you're folding two decks of cards in with each other. Correct. Right? Correct. Okay. So let's then talk about the fantasies. Uh, like I said, I think that in Billion Wicked uh, Wicked Thoughts, the authors tend to want to have it be very precise. Yeah. Because of that, they're overstating their position. Sure. You can tell me what you think once we get to some oh, of the more. You can hardly stop me. All right. And my other source, which is actually interrogating individuals. So in the Billion Wicked Thoughts, they're looking at data, at searches. Which has the advantage of removing the possibility that people are lying to you which I think people probably do a lot in surveys like this. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's helpful. Plus, you'll get a larger sample size that way. But the devil's in the interpretation, right? Are you interpreting the data accurately? 
Are they being truthful when they're doing the searches in the sense of they may report that they're male, but are they really male? They may. Look, they promised me that incognito mode <laughs> would hide my identity. And it may, but no, it you doesn't. may, you may say to yourself when you go into, you may say to yourself, this is not, <laughs> this is my not my sexual life. fantasy. <laughs> this is not my beautiful house. But you may go into a site and you might say, well, I'm going to say I'm a man. And you're not. You're not a man. I'm just going to say I'm a man. tell them anything. God. Well, some sites will ask yeah, yeah. you, Are you male, male or female, female, right? Because they're gathering demographics. Let me tell you what. Like Let me this. tell you what I tell them. I'm a male and I was born January 1st, 1900. <laughs> <laughs> That's all they know about me. They're like, this geezer is really active. That's so great. <laughs> so the other author has the advantage of actually talking to people. He finds that men and women don't have unique fantasies, but rather everyone has all the kinds of fantasies because what we'll hear from from Billion Wicked Thoughts is that men fantasize about this is what men look for. There's more of a dichotomy between men yeah. and women. And in, in Lay Miller's, he says, well, they all think kind of like the same things. All right. But, Somebody's lying to us. But the men fantasize more about certain things than the women. Uh, well, so. um, and that's, of course, that's the reasonable conclusion, right? Because as gender and sexuality are a continuum, Mm-hmm. Certainly, you don't expect to see men all clustered around, you know, one side of the graph and women all clustered around the other. But you will have, you know, some kind of distribution that does show some dichotomy between men and women, but it's not going to be a guillotine in the middle that chops them apart from each other, right? right? This is actually a good time to talk about orientation versus flexibility. I do agree. And it's not like I have any special expertise. Mm -hmm. You know, it's my puddle of knowledge, right? But I do agree that there is a wide range of orientations. It's not just straight or gay, mm-hmm. right? You have a lot in between. You're talking about orientation in terms of, you know, it's not just one or the other, and but it's a whole spectrum. Well, for some people, it is one or the other, right? Well, right. So let me talk about that. So right now, science believes that orientation is something that is inborn on some level. Yeah. And likely the result, at least in part, to like the number of sex hormones that you receive uh, while you're in your utero, um, other things actually impact the way that your body responds to those hormones. Right. And those things include things like, I don't know, your mom's diet or um, your mom level of, <laughs> level of stress, you know. I'm sure she was very Somebody stressed. Hit you she almost with had, a she, almost, she almost gave birth to me in a Volkswagen. <laughs> she was pretty stressed out. All right. So the, so all of those things impact sensitivity to the hormones and then they result in humans falling on a, um, a spectrum. And he he talked about it in terms of there being dials. Yeah. So he said there's um, a dial for how much you're attracted to men and yeah. how much you're attracted to women. Right. And for straight guys, like fully straight guys or yeah. women, you're turned all the way to 11 yeah. on both. You know, like if you're a woman, you're these, turned these 11, 11. I love men. If yeah. you are a man, you are turned cranked all the way. Or, and straight man, right. you're cranked to, to 11. So you turn the dial down maybe a little so that you're a man. You're straight. That dial can go d- down a little bit. You're not as straight as 100% straight. Right. So there's variations. Same with women. Now, this is where it's interesting. So both men and women could be turned all the way to t- yeah. 11 Pin the needle. Straight. Yes. But then there's another dial that shows up. Oh. Tell me what you know about sexual flexibility. Like if you can put your legs behind your head. <laughs> <laughs> <Dead>. <laughs> 
That's all I need. That is super useful. <laughs> Mark! <laughs> no, I don't. God, <laughs> I would have thought that sexual flexibility was somebody who wasn't dialed all the way to 11, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody who's maybe at like 7.5. Okay. It's not that. Yeah, see, right? I don't know. Flexibility is a willingness to deviate from the orientation. Just for like excitement's sake? But or? Also, from, also from what culture finds acceptable. So like if I would order like a chicken taco instead of my normal steak, is that what you're yeah, talking about? Yeah, if you're willing to. Just something so to change steak, things up. You're a steak taco I am guy. A steak That's ta- all you I am on 11 for the asada. So if you are on 11 for I only like steak... And on zero for flexibility, you're never, ever deviating, no matter what. I get max enjoyment from the steak taco. Unless there's some extreme situation where you just can't get steak. What the kind of, what kind of fresh hell is that? And you're starving. Oh. I mean, so at that if point, if I'm then starving, you go, well, I might ladies, I'm going for the chicken taco. <laughs> right. I mean, I can't starve to death. Right. Okay. Yeah, first of all, just know that when steak does come available again, I'm right back to steak. The very next morning, you are a steak. I'm man. like, look, and I might even deny having chicken the night before. No, you won't. You won't deny it because no, you will. Well, you I will probably, or you might deny it, but yeah. you would probably see it in your mind as not really digressing. Yeah, you're like, whatever. Steak was available. I mean, chicken, chicken was, was available. available. That's all I could get was yeah. chicken. What was I going to do? Yeah. Die? I mean, I guess the the uh, example of that would be like maybe if you're in prison. That's the example that he gives. So yeah. when he says like a totally straight man. Who is like, zero flexibility? Yeah. He's like, he's a straight man until he gets to prison, and his zero flexibility has nothing ha- can be quickly overcome by his biological, what would be his biological need. Get some. He would do that, and he would wake up, and in his mind, he would still be straight. It was, it's just a transactional thing. It it fills that void. I do not. Or he have fills that void, depending on if right he- on. <laughs> Depends on who's the void and who's the filler, right? <laughs> no, but I mean, I just can't imagine that point. But it doesn't mean that it couldn't happen, right? Because you don't. No, because you don't know. You, you don't know you, what you don't know. Everyone thinks you you're not a cannibal until you're right a cannibal, until until, until you're, you're you know, until your soccer pass. team is cro- is crashed in the mountains, and then the uh, the left back is looking pretty delicious. <laughs> Well, you don't want to take out this CDM, right? Because the center defensive mid- midfielder is really the anchor of your defense. <laughs> and you don't want to take out any scorers, right? Because that's hard. And a goalkeeper, they're kind of weird, so they probably so taste funny. Defenders. But I feel like outside defenders might get taken out. All right. So on the other hand, you might have your dial turned up to 10, but have your flexibility at 6 or 7 or whatever like, else. I love women, but any port in a storm. But... If I'm drunk right. and somebody wants to give me a little head, I'm not going to turn them away. Mouths are mouths. Mouths. And then yeah. the next morning you wake up and you are totally not conflicted about the fact that you might be gay or whatever else. You know you're straight given all the opportunities, yeah. everything else being equal. You know that you will choose straight all the time. That flexibility allows you to be a little bit more adventurous in terms of orientation. Right. And then also in terms of sex act. Oh, yeah. So you're willing to, you know, 
Right. Do the things. Right. All the things. You could be completely straight. But you're like, you know what? But your wife or your girlfriend says, I've always really wanted to have a threesome. Right. So her and flexibility like, is turned up. And she's like, but with two men. And you're like, like bring well, on the Eiffel Tower. Let's do it. All right. So now this is this was an interesting difference between men and women. And this came this came from the sociological book, which yeah. because I'm a soft scientist. I know you really are. You're so soft. Like I actually, marsh, you're a marshmallow scientist. I like the soft science. I know you do. Because history is is closer to the soft science. Soft sciences, right? Straight men. This, so this is a sociological guy. This is the guy I trust yeah. because he layers on. He takes the science, but then he layers on he's, some he's humanity. Personal interviews and right. whatever. So the straight men he spoke to, they were most aroused by lesbian porn. Then straight porn, but they did not find gay porn interesting to them. That didn't arouse right. them. Okay, so I'm now this is a study. That he's he's referencing a study that was done where they actually hooked people up to like skin sensors and to understand. They've got wires on your dick. No, and, well, yeah, you know, okay. So what it is is they they wire you up and they measure blood flow. Guess what? I would be zero percent turned on with all those wires <laughs> mark it be gagging i'll be like no. this is terrible no it's a circular it's like a circular wire that fits over no it. i don't want that they put the loop it's like a device that measures yeah. blood flow to the yeah, penis yeah. i i guarantee you that would eliminate any physiological responses right. other than cringing for women they use an instrument that is like it's a inserted right a tampon that is inserted what? and it to measure moisture up. no no <laughs> No, it's shaped like one, not made like what the women get this thing that's like a tampon, but it's made of an, it's an instrument. It's what plastic. What is it measuring? It's measuring blood flow by doing this, shooting. Jesus, that's how I measure it too. Shooting out <laughs> light waves. What? Shooting Are light you guys waves. being lasered? Yeah, you're kind of getting like light waves or, and then the, I guess the opacity of the return Yeah, image. that's, yeah, see, I have. Maybe I should get like a camera. Like, Mark, stop. And I would know for sure. I'm like, eh, still, still pretty opaque. Maybe well, more kiss. Good. Maybe no. more kissing. Opaque would be good. Oh, is translucent the, is bad? Yeah, translucent would be bad. Oh, that's right. Because the blood, off. the blood makes it so more less opaque. blood means less. I'm like, I can still see through this. <laughs> I'm not doing something right. The joke would have been funnier if you got it right the first yeah, time. Yeah, it would have been. So I'm going to adjust my strategy here so that I can't see through mm-hmm. this vaginal wall. <laughs> what do you mean? That's not disgusting. That's science. <laughs> I feel like you're very, very puritanical. They measure the interest of men and women based right. on the blood flow. That's right. So it's very scientific. Well, of course it is. What you they would do is they would take a straight guy and they would project images on the screen. Right. So he's a self-described straight man or shown a boob. No, men and women having sex. And then there's okay. a then there's a non-sexy video in between. Then m- women and women having sex. All right. Non-sexy video in between. And then men and men having sex. Oh, and then they can see if you're lying. <laughs> right? That's, I would love they, to be in charge of the non-sexy videos in between, <laughs> like maybe a SpongeBob video <laughs> or Monty Python or something. Well, you never know. I mean, it could be anything that might trigger someone's right. psychological you know, like this sexual guy responses. is sexually attracted to John There's Cleese. So many. <laughs> like he, a, he loves he silly pri- walks. He has a private school <laughs> fantasy. Yeah, yeah. 
It's a great scene. <laughs> I love the pythons. All right. So. So they have alternating so they, they sexy, sexy and then theoretically non-sexy. Right. And non-sexy. so what happens is straight men all the way straight find lesbian porn the sexiest. Straight men all the way straight yeah. find not at all interested in gay porn. It's the least amount of things that, that they're is, interested in. That's counterintuitive to me. Men? No, not men. Just that they would be most attracted to lesbian porn rather than straight porn. Well, That's just counterintuitive to me. I don't know. It's I mean, the I believe visual, it. But it's the yeah. visual. So right. there's a there's a difference in the way men and women feel about themselves, how they picture themselves in fantasy. Yeah. Straight women aroused by it all. That's not been my experience. Pretty equally. <laughs> it doesn't mean that they would act on it because right. women and men, in the other book, you learn that for men, if your mind gets turned on, the rest of you is turned on. That's that. If you're a woman... You might see something that turns you on, but there is also something in your, there's some kind of disconnect what your body necessarily wants and then what is actually what you want. That seems very impractical. All right, let me put it into a practical example. There can be people who are physically, you look at them and you go, damn, that that guy looks nice. And who mentally... And I don't even know that I notice it consciously, but if I think about it, I can remember having this experience where I know that like that would probably be great, but I'm not interested in that. So the body may be doing physiologically one thing and the mind may be like that wouldn't be something for me. What I would say, well, women are in a battle with yourself. Okay, so this is what the scientists say about women. It's not necessarily what the sociologist says. Um, so women, he uh, says. So you're acknowledging that sociologists are not scientific. Uh, no, I, his, you know, it could be that he would agree with that. But um, he's saying that straight women are aroused by it all. And that aroused by it all has something to do with your sexual fluidity. There's an idea that, and I remember seeing it in the scene from Sex in the City, where they Ugh. say, where Carrie says, you know, I dated the bisexual. He, she went out on a date with a bisexual guy. Okay. And she says, oh, you know, and she's talking to her friends. It's a lot of I, competition. You know, I did the uh, date the bisexual guy thing in college, but in the end, they all ended up with men. So did the bisexual women. I'm not even sure bisexuality exists. I, I think it's just a, a layover on the way to gay town. I feel a, like she's kind of an idiot. A lot. Well, she is. Of course, that's not actually true. Right. Like, yeah. um, for women, always the understanding is women are a little bit bisexual. <laughs> right. There's the spaghetti joke, right? The pasta joke. No, what's that? Oh, you don't know that one? No. I'm straight. So is spaghetti until you get it wet. <laughs> You've never heard that joke? No. That's a very common joke. It's a funny joke, right? <laughs> And, you know, possibly Which, true. <laughs> that joke in particular says, well, once you're turned on, you're turned on and Whatever. it doesn't any yeah. court in the storm yeah. right. if you're a woman. Like if you're turned back. on, maybe you're more flexible, which yeah. I think is reasonable. Well, that may be, but it also would decide, it would be determined by the flexibility that right, you, are, right. you have, right? Yeah. And so they check your flexibility score to see yeah, if you're to willing to slide down the spectrum. Right. What? I do want to point out, because I'm going to be bringing this up in the next episode, is that women, when they're being shown these videos, they're as turned on, equally turned on by lesbian porn, straight porn, and gay 
porn. And cleaning videos. <laughs> <laughs> you asshole cutting that out. That's no, no, that's, but no, no, but, but you're not who's wrong. watching those no, videos. Clean talk not guy dudes. Me. Yeah. Well, depends, I guess, on the guy. Yeah. Right. There might be some very tidy guys. Yeah. All right. So let's talk now about men. The guys who did the deep dive into data said, okay, here are the things that men. This is what you. men want. These are the cues. Youth is the overarching factor. Okay. And then you get into four parts, four objects that are four universally body parts. interested. Right, should I guess? Men are interested in. Yes, go. Boobs? Yes. Butts? Yes. Virginas? Nope. What? They don't care about virginas? Okay. Mm-hmm. Mouth? No. Hair? No, you got two. I'm going to tell you the I other I don't even two. know. Wow. Feet? What? And peen. Well, hey, now, are you sure these are for straight guys? 100% for straight guys. All right. These are hardwired in your in your brain. I can tell you that my foot wiring is disconnected. I don't give a <laughs> flying fuck what their feet look like. But they could have duck webbed feet and it wouldn't change my life at all. All right. So it's almost like impressionism. Yeah. Like you just want to get like a... A vague visual. It's like a vague visual. Okay. So if you are looking for porn, you might visually select the thumbnails of what's going to happen in each video. Right. Maybe you're not consciously going, I want a woman with big breasts. Oh, I'm definitely conscious about that one. (laughs) Big butt, (laughs) small feet. And then if she happens to have a penis. That's fine. Right? That might be okay too. All right. Well, and it's not. Uh, maybe I'm just not as typical as I thought I was. Or if there is a guy in the thumbnail, yeah, who's really packing some heat. Yeah, I don't know why I just use that euphemism. I'm not because sure. Like, I would never. Do you mean he use has that. a gun? <laughs> I don't know. Is he on fire? <laughs> I would never use that. Okay, but let's say that right. he. So okay, so that there's either the guy in the video, right? Right. Or there's. A beautiful woman with small feet, big breasts, and a butt, and she also happens to have a penis. That's it. Those are the four like wow. top search. Okay. And men, as I said, search for peen just as often as they search really? for vaginas. Moreover, large peen. Oh, yes. Why? Why would that be? So I can speculate. <laughs> okay. Boobs, we understand. No, right. Most of the things you understand. Breasts, butts, you maybe. I don't really understand feet at all. And to me, if you're straight and you want to be able to project yourself into the scene, right? Mm -hmm. Having a dude with a dick is pretty handy. And if you have to choose, most guys are probably perfectly happy with what they got. But... Like if you're in a video. But you're not going to really make it smaller. If you're in a video game and you're creating your character, (laughs) are you selecting micro penis? Probably not, right? You're going like, give me a good, possibly dangerous (laughs) length. A penis. I'll deal with the rejection. Yeah, whatever. If 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 girls are gonna turn me down because it's too big, I'm just gonna count that as a victory. Okay. <laughs> so I can understand. I'm okay with that. And I I mean, if I'm gonna project myself into the scene, it's gonna be no, a we're not, we're not And I'm t- not freaked out and yeah. running the other direction, but I also don't really care about him. When I said lesbian porn was like I don't, a hot I don't thing see, for men. Here, here's why here's why I don't I'm not into it. Mm-hmm. I am not attracted to people who could not possibly be attracted to me. And there is no lesbian in the whole world who's going to go, you know what? I'm here with my girlfriend. We're both on 11 for women. Can you just join us? No. No. 
They don't. And I know that. I'm not stupid. Now, most guys, some, not most guys, a lot of guys would be like, yeah, they're definitely just, all they need is just a dick and they'll really <laughs> fulfill their life's purpose. Oh. But they don't, right? No. They're doing fine. Oh. They seem to be doing fine. Better than fine. Yeah. Uh, male sex brain responds to any single sexual stimulus. and Including just a... A light breeze. Right. And their physical, as I mentioned before, and psychological arousal is united. So in the sociological book, they talked about the things that men found sexy. I'm going to go through this list and then you can share or not. not, You can be honest or not. All All right. right. So I'm going to lie like a rug. (laughs) All right. So men on average were more likely to fantasize about group sex than women would. I again, I think it's just impractical, right? <laughs> because if you're going to be with, let's say there's like four or five people there, uh-huh. first of all, somebody is going to be disappointed, <laughs> right? Secondly, that is a you lot. Just, you don't, you're worried that you're going to be the one that's disappointed. Well, no, or that I'll disappoint somebody, right? <laughs> the The second problem, the second problem is that is a lot of elbows and knees to keep track of. You're definitely getting injured at some point. <laughs> So it's just so not my thing. It's just a lot going on. Um, More? Deviant sex. Now, it depends on what that means, but there's a lot of, I mean, that that covers a lot of ground. All right. So these are the little subcategories, okay? Yeah. <laughs> um, BDSM. Uh, no, no, for men, voyeurism. Yeah. Exhibitionism. Yeah. Incest. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Which makes sense of the stepsister. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay. 100%. Yeah. Fetishism. So some kind of... Ooh, Cake that really stepping. Resolved. Fetishism. Yeah. yeah. So some kind of like, you know, these are the... Step on balloons. Right, whatever. right, right, yeah, right. Yeah. And then you get to the ones that are very seldom, but still, if they are on a man-woman choice, like both, gen- again, but both men and women, both sexes... Might fantasize about some or all of these. Right. The frequency is more with men than it is with women. Okay. We understand that. All right. So pedophilia tends to be more. More male than uh, female. Male than female. Yeah. I think that tracks, right? Right. And then bug chasing. Is that like literally bugs? No. What does that mean? It means trying to catch an STD. This is not an intentional pause. <laughs> I'm trying to digest this idea. I mean, it's not funny. What, la- <laughs> what in the actual fuck <laughs> would someone, I mean, look, you know, we don't sex shame here I mean, when we can help no it. More Obviously, we will in no way condone pedophilia on any level. No, right? that definitely is not. No, always wrong no all the time. There's no consent yeah. in that. And that's my question about this. Taking that seriously. Right. Is there well, consent? Now there's plenty. I think there's probably plenty of porn consumed where consent is questionable. This right? isn't, I'm not talking about porn here. I'm uh, talking about life. actual life sex, sex well, in life. This is what people in real life Fantasize about it. No, well, not necessarily fantasy, do, but fantasizing about it. And again, I, I, I assure you that there is a lot of, because that's part of the entire transaction, if you think of it that way, where there's control, there's giving up control, mm-hmm. right? And that kind of tension 
can fuel sexual excitement. Well, now here's the well, yes, okay. In not, I'm not talking uh, maybe like the the trying to catch a disease and stuff. What is the possible attraction to that? Maybe you can explain it. These are fantasies. I mean, fantasies are a little bit out of your personal control a lot of times, mm-hmm. you know, where it's just what you're into, right? And something early happened to you formatively or it's genetic or whatever it is, but you're just, you know, interested. I mean, you like thinking about it. It's a that paraphilia. You and, like the idea right. that it gets you excited. It doesn't mean you will ever act that right. on And that's where life. ethics and morality come in is where you're like, okay, yeah, that's my fantasy, but I know that that's, you know, not okay to do in real Right. Life, okay. So now. Which is fine. So, so now my question would be, go back to something like group sex. All the elbows and knees off. Everything works perfectly. Everything is still not my thing. Okay. But then you get to something like what I said, bug chasing and bug chasing seems to me like that's the question, right? Like, cause ultimately is that the only question we ask about sex is that there's consent that there, these are adults and they're consenting. There's many more questions I think than that. Oh, you mean when you're judging, judging the rectitude of it? Yeah. So, 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 if what what else can you say? Well, well we just don't like that. No, no you have to general, say, have are to they say, adults and are they consult? Consum- and also, consenting. does it hurt someone? But if they consent to that yeah, hurt, that's I don't tricky. Know. I mean, I, I don't Especially know how you like consent. If you would say, well, you know, kill me and eat me. That right? Because there are some people that have that. Yeah, that would be less okay because you have to assume that the person who's saying that. Is it's mentally not well. ill. Right. Right. So but you're, also, you're capable. But you're also, an adult. like you know what. Would really turn me on is if you gave me a venereal disease. Okay. Now, so my point is, is that if you go looking for that, you are obviously consenting to it because you're like, I'm going and I'm I still trying think, to seek I still it out. think you have to protect them from your, themselves, themselves at that right? point. Yeah. yeah. So, I'm not okay with that mm-mm, one. No. Because that's think, a long-term, possibly life-threatening disease. And that's it too, right? So if you're going to litigate this, if you're going to say, okay, this is something that you, you don't go, ew, you have to accept it as what it is. Oh, I think you can still say everybody's <laughs> consenting in there, right? But you still gotta have room to be able to go. Mm, that yeah, seems that a little bit. That's just like a, a lot. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, all right. So now let's talk about women. Finally, let's get Finally. to women. Jesus, my God! How long have I had to wait for that? <laughs> so, in a, a billion wicked questions, women are described as preferring to read stories because women like to read and ingest media. They of need whatever a narrative. Kind. Ongoing. They like to ingest media and they like to discuss it. Well, thank God, because otherwise we wouldn't really have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so women prefer these stories. So if you if you if a woman is going to start fantasizing, yeah. a fantasy is probably going to in, employ some kind of a narrative. Oh, for sure. For for women, for sure. For some men, yes. Okay, and then female cues. Again, these are the you know the sciencey guys. They are saying they are external, so things that we see, but internal as well. So things that we feel, safety or being desired. A lot of those things come from internal. Oh, those are contradictory, girl. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Mark. Yeah, if you desire if you being desired, you are not safe. <laughs> <laughs> Women are attracted to signs of confidence. Yes, right. <laughs> dominance meaning uh, confidence. That explains meaning, a lot. Meaning confidence meaning dominance, leadership, and alpha male type. Yeah, which is often misused because that is a very sketchy scientific concept. Mm-hmm. Is to call a, a human person an alpha male. Mm-hmm. We're not silverback gorillas, right? <laughs> 
We're not. No, they're just our cousins. Yeah. But what they really mean by alpha male, instead of what science means by alpha male, they mean a dominant personality. Yeah. In science, what it means is the sole breeder, the strongest, mm-hmm. uh, the, you know, the, Man, the leader that guy of the would be exhausted. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, he's got to hit all of them. He's guys like, all right, ladies, I'm smashing. Line up. <laughs> And unfortunately for gorillas, they're not quite as well endowed as humans. So he's got to smash with undersized equipment on the regular. After having had a fight. A- having had, with a, having, with a after challenger. beating up three other dudes, right, who wanted to challenge the color of your back. Yeah, it's a lot. Just be happy you're human, okay? You're going to be the right level of great. You're going to be like George Clooney. Yeah, you got to be. Like that, yeah. salt, that oh, yeah. perfect salt yeah, and you pepper can't, gray. Yeah, you can't just you can't be, be have, too white. No, and, and you can't just be graying at the temples, <laughs> no. right? That's You're going to get your ass you're gonna kicked. Get a you're going to take a beating. There is no <laughs> doubt. All right, so we're done with gorillas, but okay. So those are the those are the qualities, right? Right, right, and um, so competence is another thing. A right. guy that can make things yeah. happen, right? Yeah. Can you can you fix my air conditioner? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so women prefer romance and relationships. So yeah. even if they're having a fantasy, they're going to have potentially some kind of There's like There's going to be swirling or, string, you know, violin music. It will be more. It's not even the. Okay, this isn't really about fantasies. This is what attracts women. Right. So they would have to sense something. They they would have right. to weave or at least some convince kind of, themselves. Yeah, convince that they themselves. Sense like weave something. some kind of story around whatever is attracting. Right. Them. You need a narrative. So yeah, you do. He can't just be a dirt bag. He's got to be a dirt bag with a heart of gold. Right. You know? It's like a dirt bag that I can fix. Exactly. All right. So women, as I mentioned before, though, we really like to talk about. The, oh our my crushes God, so much and so that can in this case of this where they were looking at online data that can inform how you look at women's searches for erotic things right. and you can differentiate between what um they wanted and what they consumed what they searched what yeah. they searched for okay so now remember this is not a brand new book this is back you know 2011, I think, is when this was published. Oh, my God, there's barely any internet. Um, All right, so men's most popular. Yeah. Pornhub. Okay. RedTube. Oh, you're just giving sites. That's what their searches were. RedTube. X-Hamster. Yeah. So this is where men are going to consume sexy content. U-Porn. Okay. And then XNXX. Yeah. Okay, that's the men's. None of those are great. The I'm men's searches, right no, now. but it just tells you men are looking for, oh, you know, they're looking for an external thing that's going to turn them on and right. it's going to be sex. It's going to be just images of sex. I don't sex. understand why they have to search for those sites. Just type them into the bar and go right to them. I <laughs> okay. mean, Pornhub is pretty fig- easy to figure out the URL. It's <laughs> Pornhub.com, guys. All right. All right, well, women women searches look different. Women, yeah. are, they're number one. Bodiceripper.com. Uh the uh, count who couldn't say no.com. <laughs> well, <laughs> right? all right, close. Yeah. Okay, so look at listen to these. Fanfiction.net. That can't still be active. It is. Nobody is still reading. 100% text. is. I, I would have bet dollars to donuts that you check it regularly and you check like Adrian Paul, Highlander TV no, show. No, but those uh, days are I, over. Those days are over, but I might. Get look into Eric Northman. <laughs> there you go. It's like <laughs> Eric Northman slash fic. 
Uh, all right. So fanfiction.net. Then next one was Stephanie Myers's dot com. Kill me now. Because this was a time when, you know, sort of the uh, yeah, Twilight the, movies were, right. you know, there was just a really the, big part of the culture. Women were super into that, which is really just really bad for literature Correct. in general. All right. So then there was E. Harlequin. So everybody knows what a Harlequin romance yeah, I is. actually have a relative who wrote Harlequin novels and made a shit ton of money. Oh, wow. That. Okay. Yeah. She's not a very nice person, but. But this is E. Harlequin, which yeah. is when Harlequin kind of went, well, what the hell are we going to do? Yeah, let's just put everything let's online. Let's put everything online. So they're building, trying to build an e-business. So adultfanfiction.net What is, is your, going next... on with you guys with the text? Adva- do you, when you play video games, you're like, you just want to play like Wumpus, where you're like, <laughs> use sword. <laughs> sword is not available. Uh, pick up sword. Like, is that what you're doing? I mean, no. What we what pick women up, seem to p- want. Pick up skirt. <laughs> so then the last one for women was a site called For the Girls. All right. Well, at least that one. This is number five. I yeah. mean, there's a whole long At least list. that one has a chance of having some videos on right. it. Right. It does have videos. It's a All porn right. site, but it also has stories. It also has a, a you know, fiction, fan, you fiction, fan fiction stuff. So that's how it is. So men choose all those visual things. Uh, women that's so inefficient. Women choose, choose those. Okay. So now I talked about how women like to talk to other women about like, Books oh, and please. Sexy uh, we've been in the stuff. Willverse long enough to know okay, that shit. So that is 100%, I think. And I, di- I always kind of question it. And I'm like, why are, are these women doing? They're telling, what they like. They're saying super sexy things. Yeah. I mean, I'm not I'm not a prude, obviously. Right. But they're I'm like, saying. I want to be his underwear. Yeah. I mean, stuff. it's just like, it's like extra to most people. It would be like, it's a it's lot. A lot. Yeah. I don't shame them for it, but it's a lot. It's too, mm. it's a lot for me. Yeah. But. They are doing this. And so I was always kind of confused. I'm like, my God. What is but wrong it's just a projection people? because yeah. I wouldn't do it. Right. Doesn't mean that I wouldn't talk about it in my group of two or three. I wouldn't talk right. about certain of those things. Yeah. But I would be a you little bit some more. some restraint. I do, I do for public <laughs> stuff. But with my girlfriends, I might say some racy stuff. as wow. a, And it's kind of a bonding thing to do. Do. I, do I need to know what's going on in these groups? We No, we like to, we'll like to point out. And I, and I think that this is something that men would find surprising and interesting maybe. Yeah. Is that I have heard men do locker talk and it's dumb. And it's it like, is. it's like. It's yeah, like, I smashed that. Yeah, like yeah. it's dumb. Yeah. But what women talk about with one another, generally privately, yeah. is really kind of along those lines. It's not, right. you know, it depends on the women, but it's it's like, graphic yeah. and it, it is objectifying. I mean, right. women will objectify men as much as they, right. and uh And that's also how women will tear men down is to... Yeah, he didn't have yeah, anything the, going objectif- on. Blah, objectify blah, blah. him negatively. Yeah. They couldn't find the little man in the canoe with a map, <laughs> that type of thing. Well, yeah, that's skill shaming. <laughs> so women do talk about these things in a, in a way that I think is different for men. Now, you you're getting a you're getting a glimpse into it because yeah. these women are literally online talking Just, about they don't even care extraordinary maybe they don't the, understand how the internet works uh no they definitely do and i think that there might be some exhibitionist element in that yeah. as well as particularly way more some. than i'm comfortable with what do i know i am not a psychologist nor is yeah. mark and we just start Correct. talking about this stuff the other thing that i think is uh surprised me about women when they compared who the fantasy the person who's having the fantasy who that person was focusing on yeah they were well they gave them three options who what or where where is your most focus men 
focused focused most close closely on who it was, like who that person was, what did okay. they look like, you know, the, yeah, the yeah, object, yeah. right? I no, mean, what are they men into? and women both focus equally on the act that's happening. Right. You know, missionary or doggy style or whatever else you're... Whoa. Whoa. What are some of the other ones? <laughs> Give me a list. <laughs> All right. What else is on the menu? That's uh, so what I'm saying. All right. So, so they have... Um, men and women are equally interested in what the, the sex act is or All what right. the... Okay. But women are more interested in where. Women are interested in the setting. Yeah. They don't care so much about the person. And here is what he said is going on. Do you want to take a guess what he thinks that's about? Um, Why would women? Are they looking for some kind of setting that implies stability and relationship and romance? Or are they like I've. Okay. We've all seen porn. Let's not pretend that we haven't, right? I am somewhat uncomfortable if it looks like it's taking place in, like, a construction site, right? That's just very unsanitary. And there's rocks and stuff, right? I mean, come on. Wow. Right? I'm not okay. But when you're doing construction, you get sexy. No. No, you don't. You get dust. (laughs) I, I would like it to be a little bit, you know. I don't know. Like, I'm okay. thinking about a she's uh, like, handsome construction like, yeah, worker. She's like, yeah, that's right. Yeah, go ahead and jackhammer that concrete. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's filthy. I know. All right. So, but I don't know. You tell me. What, it, what, it, what does it mean? Well, it means that women are more interested in setting a kind of emotional. In a mood. It's a mood. Women in terms of who, the who, though, why are they yeah. not interested in the who? Yeah. Why are they more interested in the where is because uh, women tend to like to be the subject of their own fantasies. Yeah. It's all about me. So me, it's about me, 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 me because yeah. they are maybe not getting what they want, what they want in real life. So in their fantasies, they it's get all about it's all me. about it's all about me. OK, yeah. so now I'm going to direct you back to Sally to when Harry met Sally. She is putting- all about her. Her. Right. She's always her. She might be wearing a different outfit. He's just a faceless, faceless. mannequin right. with clothes ripping abilities. Right. And so she is in the mood, right? She's that that's her fantasy. Yeah. Is the mood. I don't care who it is. I want somebody ripping my clothes. I want them ripping off my clothes. And it's that move. It's that vibe. It's maybe the clothing. Yeah. But it you know, that is a part of the that setting. Kind That's of a part of the thing. Yeah. And command, et cetera. And he she doesn't and care who what he looks like or yes. anything. And we'll get into some of the, the That's so wrong. Other stuff like that. <laughs> but okay, so then one of the other things that women tend to like to fantasize about more than men, men still do, but no. women more, is BDSM. Right. And in in many forms, right? Like actual BDSM and then like pretend baby BDSM like uh Shades of gray, right? 50 shades of gray. Well, these are fantasies. Yeah, so their fantasy might look exactly like 50 shades of gray. Right. What do you think? Why oh, do you why? think that is that women would be more interested in Because BDSM? I think for women, and this is probably super wrong. I think for women, control is a bigger variable, right? Yeah. Because in general, it's assumed that the man will have control. Now, that's not right, wrong, or indifferent, right? But- Wait. That's just how the physiology works out. What is that? What is what? What is that right there? What are you talking about? What is that? Your misogyny is showing. Oh, no, 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 no. That's just, that has to do, that's just humanity. All right. Okay. Oh. 
but You're right. I know. Let's I am. base your misogynistic argument deep into the le- the nether regions but of I think, the patriarchy. I just think <laughs> I just think that there's a wider range of possibilities for the woman. Well, the next. women it's tend a, to have more sexual flexibility. Remember, we talked go. about That's that. Right. And I think a guy why, is kind of probably more locked in. It's like I'm this one. Or I'm that one for the most part. A lot of times I think, and I've talked about this with, with women friends of mine, a lot yeah. of times they say- Who knows what you guys get up to? No, they say, you know, I do like it if there's a little bit of bossiness. I do like it if he's going to take control. I do like yeah. to have a dominant guy because I I just, I like to be swept up like that. I, yeah. I like to not have to be in control. Totally normal, fine Cool. A lot of times it's because they're in, they say, oh, I'm in control of my whole life. I'm running yeah, everything. Yeah. When I get into the bed, I don't want to have to figure give that up out, that out too. Control. I just want to give it up. And But he argues that because society has it puts all of this pressure on women to connect sex with emotion. Okay. And, and actually, one of the things, going back to that other point about women wanting to set a mood for and that it's often emotional – he argues that, well, maybe it's because culturally women are more pressured to have a, an emotional response to sex. So they've just internalized that in some way. All right. Maybe. Some, or it could be the other way around, right? It, it could right. be that they are more likely to well, and internalize there's, yeah. that. And that's where the, you know, that's where the expectation comes from. When he's talking about BDSM, one of the ways that he thinks that women like it so much and fantasize about it so much is because a little pain will get them to focus on the fact that they may be feeling a little ashamed of what they're doing. Yeah, punish them for their desires. Well, it just, it's not even that you, that could be that. It could be that psychological, like I deserve a whipping, you know, but, or it could be. And don't you really on some level? I mean, (laughs) maybe if you're hurting, if there's a little bit of a pain, it shifts your focus. And so you're not thinking about being embarrassed because, wow, should I be having sex at all? Or should I be having this fantasy? But the pain moves me out of that headspace and I can then just enjoy it. Right. Okay. So now going back to emotional fantasies, we talked about it a little bit before and now, but let's look at what things happen. Both men and women have emotional fantasies. I'm sure they do. Most of the time, emotional fantasies like passion and love, they are very person focused. So where before I said men don't really Men are fo- more focused on the person and women are more, more focused on them on the place. Yeah. In this case, where there's a desire or love or passion, both sexes get focused on the individual that they're with. Because, okay. you know, the argument is love. Because yeah, it's can't love. Just love you can't, a, a living room. Right. So right? The, you're going to love the person the, in the living room. Right, right. And it's love and it's passion. So the. You might be in this great place, but your your focus, your mo- your main sexual focus is on the person. These, again, all fantasy. This isn't right. real life. Women tend to like in their emotional fantasies to feel approval, loved, appreciated, desired, irresistible, reassured. Wow. You sure you don't want a couple more things and, that we have to keep track of? And sexually competent. Oh, well, it's not, it's, it's not enough that you guys have way more complicated... Uh, physiological responses. Now we have to keep track of what was that? Nine emotions. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, no, she's taking. You're not. This is not involving you. Oh, you're, thank you're God. You're not in oh, it. Thank God. You're not in it. This is her sexual fantasy. Now, if her fantasy becomes like this is what my ideal is, well, right. then you now maybe I, now they've got some work to do. <laughs> right, yeah. but this is this is her sexual fantasy, right? So this is All what right. she's thinking about 
absent anyone else. This is just in her daydream. In their next episode, we'll discuss the actual fantasies. So we'll talk about some actual men's fantasies, women's fantasies. I have one for you if you want it. (laughs) Not yet. And then the ultimates. So what is it that in A Billion Wicked Thoughts, they say men have this ultimate fantasy Women have this ultimate. I have an ultimate. It's not even. It's these are the main cues. These would be the 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 what the main cues. What your cues were, how your brain would perceive that, and what men might look for. It's Phoebe Cates, isn't it? What women might look for. (laughs) Phoebe Cates with the penis. (laughs) Whoa! No. What? (laughs) All right. So why don't we talk about our social media? We have a Twitter account where there is almost no pornography. No, none. Almost none. Definitely not. On our, um, almost none. On your personal page, Mark. Oh, yeah. I have so much. <laughs> no, okay. So, uh, Extemporaneous2 is our at on Twitter for our, our podcast page. And then we have personal pages. I am at Christina Gen X. And Mark is at Mark Eats Peach. Come and follow me and Mark if you want to see what female relational aggression looks like <laughs> right. firsthand. You can see it on the daily. <laughs> and uh, I'm in the midst of it. It's like a little Petri dish yeah. experiment. You can't um, get away from it. And then uh, the other thing that we have is a Facebook page. We do. It's at Gen X Temporaneous. And then we have a Patreon. Our Patreon address is oh. patreon.com forward slash Gen X Temporaneous. You did it. I That's did amazing. It. <laughs> nice job. This was a fun. That was a lot. It was a fun episode, and we're going to have yeah. a hilarious outtake reel. I am positive of that yeah. that we will put on our Patreon. Peace out, Cub Scout. Bye. Oh. Wow. I don't think so, but maybe. You're like, Mark, you were only in there for 24 hours for a DUI. <laughs> <I'm> like, whatever. <laughs> I got a boyfriend now. Sorry. <laughs> He gets me all the cigarettes I need. Yeah, I mean, whatever. He had, like, good commissary. We had, you know, extra ramen. It was awesome. (laughs) 